0: Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now, your host Les Jensen. So I don't, I don't normally share such uh, intimate details about myself, especially right off the top in a show. But you know, there. Uh, it turns out I was. I was born young. I was born really young. I I mean really young. Were I mean w- were you born young too? I mean, who was younger when they were born? Was it I mean, how do we how do we, how do we measure that? Is that like a stopwatch or something? When um uh, when we first come in to life after being born that that newborn baby is 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 such a precious thing it's such a um it's such a a beautiful thing i guess i'd even say a miracle i uh i recently became a grandfather and uh i'm i'm holding my granddaughter and I'm I'm looking at her, and uh, I've done uh, n- no thought meditation for decades now, and I'm I'm looking at this precious precious little child, and and I realize she has she has no past or future consciousness at all. Everything is just now, just now, and now, and now, this, this completely present consciousness, completely present, without an agenda, without a motive, without an ego, without a narrative, really like a clean slate, right? And you know I suspect uh if you did the math uh you were probably born pretty young too, and perhaps when you were born, you had that same that same uh, presence, i guess i mean a hundred percent of your consciousness is just right now. And right now, and you're not thinking about the future and you're not thinking about the past. And then, and then, (laughs) and then what the hell happened? I just turned on the news and all these precious babies. I mean, everybody on the planet was a precious, innocent child when they were born. And then we have this karmic tsunami going on with all this adult narrative and adult posturing and this adult tug of war. I mean, what the hell? So, so planet earth is pretty tough for a lot of people. Uh, It's, It's a very challenging environment, and I'm sure you read the fine print on the brochure that your soul looked at going, sure, come to Earth, incarnate on Earth, it'll be fun, right? But what if it was? Do you look at the night sky and you see a hundred billion trillion gazillion galaxies out there or uh, from some of the newer telescopes that just show a sea of galaxies? You reckon there's a planet out there that's got Christ consciousness, I mean, fully awakened consciousness in all of its populace? What's the potential of of a child... That is, uh, I guess I would be asking what is the human, what is the divine idea of the human genome? If we were to raise a child completely and totally in their truth, how would they be different as an adult than the adults on this planet? Hey, I'm super stoked tonight. Uh, I think we're gonna have a fantastic episode. The topic tonight is you are more than and our guest is Amy Stark. It's uh it it's a curious thing uh, uh, how many times have you listened to an episode where we're talking about adult issues, we're talking about adult stigmas, we're we're talking about adult karma that we are experiencing as said adults. And we're trying to uh, uh, get the junk out of our trunk. We're trying to clean up our psyche. We're trying to heal our past. We're trying to undo the, the imprinting that no longer serves us. And, and the guest takes it back to our childhood, takes it back to those early days those that clean slate being imprinted we don't have an ego the day we're born we don't have a narrative we don't have a motive and yet fast forward and and just look at humanity i mean there's every flavor of good and bad personified on this planet so Um, I think we should get right to it, because I think our guest has a lot to share. Again, the topic tonight is You Are More Than. This is the title of her latest book, and the subtitle, You Are More Than, and the subtitle is, A Primer for Finding Light in Your Heart. Light in your heart. We've talked about light and heart many times on this show. Dr. Amy Stark is a children's book author and noted clinical psychologist based in Santa Ana, California. She received her doctorate from California School of Professional Psychology in San Diego and is best known for her work with children in high conflict divorce situations. Dr. Stark is the author of seven books, including three about self-esteem. Whole Heart for Girls, Whole Heart for Young Women, and Whole Heart for Boys. She has also authored a three book illustrated Fairy Godmother book series. The Fairy Godmother Next Door, The Fairy Godmother Babysits, and the Fairy Godmother Helps the Monarchs. Dr. Stark facilitates Whole Heart for Girls self-esteem workshops for Girl Scouts in Orange County and other groups. You can learn more about her at dramystark.com. Join me in welcoming her to the show. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. It's just a joy to be on.
0: Joy is a good thing.
1: Joy is a good thing.
0: I commend you for being an adult and living in joy in this moment. I now I know being on my show is uh, uh, an exciting thing and having you on my show is exciting for me and I'm feeling joy too. So so I th- <laughs> I think we survived our childhood somewhat.
1: (laughs) Yes, I think we did. And and, and we know the importance as adults of finding joy in the moments, in the little things, in the moments. Like when Mm -hmm. I walk outside and and there's bluebirds at the bird feeder, um, because I I feed uh, western bluebirds, which are a protected bird. They just appeared one day outside of my office, so I thought I should feed them. So this last year I've had two different families of nests in there, um, and I also help monarch butterflies, and I have a little garden outside, and, and I have plants that monarchs need, and I educate kids on that. Because I, it, when we educate children, we remind ourselves of what could be. And you can learn at any age and change at any age and go back to what you knew your purpose was and find it at any age.
0: So. Very nice. Well, I, I'm I'm looking at your book right now, and the subtitle, "A Primer for Finding Light in Your Heart." What a what a uh, conversation to have with a child and and adults too. I mean, as it says in your um, press kit, that although this book that you've written is for kids, I see a lot of uh, a lot in this book that adults could uh, remind themselves with cuz we we get so busy in our minds we we forget about what's inside of us the light within us and our heart within us what made you focus on these things in this particular book
1: well because i am seeing so many Adults and children losing connection, losing connection with each other, losing connection with the planet, uh, losing connection with nature. And, and we forget that we are all connected. We are all connected, whether we'd like to see it that way or not. And, and we are all connected to Mother Earth. And if we can't stop and notice those little things, that makes us feel disconnected as a person, and then we forget that we're here for a purpose. We're here for a reason, and we should probably be following that purpose. And we also forget that there's light, and we can just let it work through us and, and transform our lives and the lives of others.
0: Very nice. Well spoken. I like that. You know, so often as adults, we can uh, get stuck in like life in the fast per- in the fast brain where our brain is busy busy and we're like you say we're disconnected we we've kind of retreated into our heads and we're running these busy 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 monologues about fred and worry and all this and all that and you're you're bringing us back into like our body back into the moment back into the I guess I'd call the marvel of life, like uh, monarch butterflies and the wag of a puppy dog tail and and the smell of coffee in the morning (laughs) and watching the sun come up.
1: Yeah, because that helps us connect to each other. If we can stop, have a moment, go, oh, go outside. Every session in my office starts outside in the garden. Let's look at the garden. Firstly, I change it because I have a fairy garden out there, and it, I, it, it it has a seasonal change, so currently it's the winter garden. But but here it is, and here's what it is, and can you look and see a bluebird? Oh, my gosh. I had one little boy who said, stop everything. And I said, why? And he goes, oh, I want to remember this moment forever. I've never seen a bluebird before. And I said, that's okay. Take a deep breath. Take it in. This is an important thing, and always remember That's how we feel connected to the earth, connected to each other, connected to our purpose when we can look around and have those special moments. It only takes a second to have a special moment, and it can be transformative. Every session starts outside because we all need to remember and go outside and look around and be grounded and centered and breathe and see and remember our connectivity to each other. And that gives us an opportunity to know we have a purpose. We're here for a reason. And we can look around what needs to be done. How can I make a difference? What am I here for? And people can do that at any age because as you age, things are transformative and Different things appear that you know you can do something about or make a change in or have a meaningful step in. So throughout the course of your life, that might change, and that's okay. But then we are all remembering that we're connected and how important that is. I think our world would be different if everyone just picked one little problem that they were going to make a difference on
0: well i i hey man, I really like what you're saying i th- I think so often we we give ourselves a measuring stick, so to speak It's like and society can push a sense of expectation on us and if if we fall into the the bottomless pit of trying to measure up with even within our own um measuring sticks so to speak that there's something about the innocence of kids i mean if if any of you have raised kids if if you want to practice patience um ask your three-year-old to help you change a light bulb <laughs> and and you'll go off on so many adventures before you even get to the flipping light bulb and, <laughs> And it's just a reminder of of not uh, being so task-oriented, so goal-oriented. Those things can be good, but do we ever experience the other side of that where we don't have an agenda, a measuring stick, uh, uh, where, we're, where we're deciding if we're doing it quote right unquote it i mean the, the innocence of a child is um well d- didn't uh, religious teaching say come to me as a child come to me empty of 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 these things
1: well it's not what you have it's not your outer appearance it's your inner self and your heart light and and people sometimes Boost track, which is why we need reminders. We need reminders to go back to basics. You know, and we need to remember sometimes it's important. Like the other day I was at a, at a store buying something and a shopkeeper I kind of know. And, and once we were done, he brought a stool out from behind and he said, let's just sit down and talk for a minute. And, you know, sometimes I'm on a mission that day because I have a bunch of stuff. I have to get done. hurry up. And I know back in the back of my head I heard, this is important. Take time for this. There's a reason, there's a connection. It's important to do this. And I sat and we just had a meaningful conversation. And sometimes it's important to do that. And sometimes it's with an adult, sometimes it's with a child, sometimes it's with nature. But when you get that sense of, oh, I need to stop for just a moment and have this meaningful moment Something you know, it's it's important to be able to embrace that when you have those moments.
0: To 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 connect, just for the for what the um, uh, I was going to say opportunity, but just just to be open to what avails itself, and I mean to because when he pulled the chair out and. And, uh, you, you decide to have a conversation, you don't always know where that's going to go. And, and that's kind of the whole point is to slow down and be present and connect and allow the, um, unmotivated, um, unscripted un, uh, conversation t- to be born out of that. So, so how do you, um, If people are so busy in their life, I mean, uh, to me, it seems like uh, giving yourself spans of time where there is no agenda, spans of time. I mean, you come home from work, uh, traffic was tough, and um, how do you carve out time in the day? And, And it can happen all through the day. You don't have to perhaps schedule it, but... As adults, how do, we, how do we find the opportunity to, to bring out that inner child in us, to bring out that um, opportunity, so to speak, to have an a in-the-moment um, experience?
1: I think part of it is I, I think it's, that's why going outside is so important. You walk outside, look at the world around you. Just take a minute. It takes just a minute to look at the world around you. Like maybe when you go out your car, you're not on your phone the entire time checking uh, messages, but you just look at the world around you and see what you can see. And what can you notice? And can you feel a connection to that? And when you do that and you connect with that inner part of yourself and you get grounded and centered, you can have a different kind of day. And when you're losing that, can you go outside, take another deep breath? Or look at outside or look at something else and have a meaningful moment. Can you look for opportunities to have those? And other things come from it when you do. So part of it is just us remembering we have to get off our phone once in a while and and look up at the world around us. And we need to also do that so we can, you know, I mean, you don't want your children to see you as someone who's looking constantly at their phone and scrolling. When you can talk to you, you want to give them eye contact. Because you want to teach them to go outside, look around, feel the connection to each other, to our families, to the planet, to our animals, to everything. And then you can start to teach them, wow, what do you think your skills are? What do you think you're here for? What do you think this is about? What's important to you? You know, who are you? So you can start to talk about some of these uh, concepts, even in the two seconds you're driving them in the car. Um, and, and as you do that, you teach them how to find that balance and centeredness in themselves and to take just a few months because all it takes is a few moments. You don't have to go, you know, to, too bad we can't all just do that day-long meditation thing, but you, you don't have to do that. Just by looking outside, you're able to get that for yourself or looking around, wow, I'm going to sit next to this person or, gee, I'm going to observe this. Try to take just a few moments throughout your day so you have that and then teach your children to do that. Because some of our children are over activities, And and so can we just help them see that? And the problem is, yes, you have two seconds as a parent. You come home. You pick up your kid. You've got dinner. You've got homework. They're telling you stuff. You're trying to get everything. Now it's bath, bath you know, dinner, bath, and bed. And in those few moments, can you say, let's just take just a moment, just tell me one meaningful thing for today. What did you see outside? Did you see the sunset? Did you how did you feel about your friendship? What happened at school? If you can just take a few moments, you can teach them how to do that because that's what we all need to remember. And as we teach, we recall. And then we can demonstrate something different, and our kids will see that, and they will learn to do that.
0: Very nice. Well, I think every time we say kid, we should mean adults too because we're, we're, a lot of us are uh um wounded children or whatever you know in your bio it says that you have worked with children in high conflict divorce situations now jeepers um, what a tough what a tough environment for kids if the adults are flying off the handle and and they and uh, and the kids are watching that dynamic can you share with us some of the um, – that working with children in such a high conflict divorce situations, how – what kind of uh, imprinting, I guess I would say, do the children take on in those situations, and, and how, do, how do you work with them to unravel that?
1: Well, you know, some of it is that sometimes parents, and judges even say this, you have to love your child more than you hate each other. And you have to remember that your kid is a combo of both of you. And if you're bad-mouthing the other parent, making every exchange between parents for the kids a big scene and disaster area, your kids are more focused on you and your conflict with each other than they are on meeting their own developmental milestones and landmarks and benchmarks in school so you know sometimes you can get the parents to stop because of that sometimes they can't and you have to teach the kid how to look at it differently and to not get wrapped up in that conflict and to know that they're okay and to teach them how to look around how to see things in a different way how to focus in on the planet, how to think about what they could do and you have to teach that work around their parents. Sometimes you can get the parents to kind of see and go, Oh, I get what I'm doing. Oh my gosh. I you know, I'm putting my kid in this decision making thing all the time instead of just saying, you know, we don't we don't we can't get along with each other, but we want you to be able to get along with both of us. And it's important. And you are, you know, a part of each of us. Hopefully you're our greatest hits, like on those CDs that you buy, but, but, but we don't want to say anything that we don't like in you is like the other parent. We want to make positive comments because we know you are a part of both of us, and we want to help you go out in the world and be the best you can be instead of focus on this divorce and family conflict. Sometimes people can get there, and those are the people who are not repeat offenders in court, you know, going back and back and back and back and back and back. Because some people just can't stop the fight, and they don't realize how damaging. So then, like I said, you have to work around the parents and help the kids separately.
0: And that's really it, uh, calling the kid to like grow up fast. Mom and dad are broke, and there's no sign of them coming coming around. And and you're working with the child and saying, uh, you know, I don't. <laughs> Mom and dad have issues, but I want to talk to you as a kid. I mean, wow, that's. Uh, that's uh, that's like um, putting a lot of um, uh, growth. I mean, we're in that situation where mom and dad don't come around and they stay in conflict, and then you work with the child to to give them a, a, a sense of self, so to speak, that they can, um, I guess I'd say, harbor um, a sense of, uh, tranquility or or safety outside of mom and dad. That's that's kind of yes, yes. That's, that's asking a lot out of a kid. I mean, wow.
1: Yeah, but it's but but it's you can t- you take them at the age level they are, and you know you're going to get a different sense of things when they're in high school than when they're younger. At the sure. beginning, you kind of. It's okay. Don't get upset. Moms and dads sometimes do that, and it's still going to be okay, and you're going to be okay. You're working on that message. By the time you're in high school, you're working on, okay, how are you going to set boundaries with your parents? And, and if you want them to, to be at activities, what kinds of things do you need to say so that you can focus on your activities and you don't need to focus on your parents? And then some parents get there, and all of a sudden they can, they can do it. So it just depends. And, but the and goal is that the kid can be a kid. You want the kid to be able to be a kid and focus on the things that they should be focusing on during their growing up years and not focused on this parental conflict.
0: Right. Right. And for the, I mean, as, as parents in conflict, it's, like you said, it's not always uh, easy for for them to step back and stand down, so to speak, um, f- for the kids. It, it I, I imagine each kid uh, handles it differently. I mean, um, some kids might be more resilient than others. Like uh, the, the term "an old soul," like yeah, mom, dad, they're whacked. But I. I I love them anyway and then there's others that that hang their hat on every little thing mom and dad say it it, kids are pretty unique that way isn't it as as how they can handle these tough situations
1: yep and you just got to take them at the level that they're at but then I expose them to other things like let's go outside let's think about what else we can think about let's let's look at this how are you gonna look at this situation how are you gonna navigate this and and it doesn't make a difference.
0: It's like planting seeds for the future. Something's going to grow move. Right. Well, in and, and in your three books, uh, Whole Heart for Girls, Whole Heart for Young Women, and Whole Heart for Boys, and in the, the subtitle of your book, The Primer for Finding Light in Your Heart, uh, how did... How did you come about uh seeing the heart and i love i absolutely love that you put the heart and not only that but light l i g h t the the our light and our heart within our being how did you how did you uh make that connection as as far as how important our hearts are
1: well, because I deal in a business where hearts have been hurt, hearts have been broken, you know, and, and you want it to be that they can see a possibility and something bigger and there's a connection and we're all attached. And if you can teach them some of those concepts, that and plus have their parents read the books so the parents are going to reawaken those concepts, it can change things. And I've seen it over and over and over, and I thought, we need to start talking about this because we need to remember we are all connected. We need to remember there's a greater purpose. We need to remember there is that light in your heart. And as it shines out, everyone can see who you truly are and that you're going to find a way to do something that's important because that's why you're here. And it's not important. Oh, fame is important. It could just be. Oh, I'm gonna pick this. Or I'm here. I I have this moment with this person sitting down. So, it's that it, that's important to teach, and it's and it's so basic, which is why I put the primer. It's so basic, but we all forget about it because we get going on how many influence, how many people do we influence, how many likes do we have? Oh my gosh, we have all these emails. Oh my gosh, right. we have to do this. Oh, hurry up, do the next thing. Oh, I can't be outside just having lunch. You know, you look at families in restaurants. Can they just sit and talk? No, they're all on their devices. There's no moment to to connect and talk about the day and process things. They're busy, 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 and and we all need the reminder because we are all guilty of doing that. So. That's why I put primer because it's so basic. But we got to go back to basics and remind ourselves about those basics and how important they are.
0: I like that Isn't the that- the 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 idea of filling your cup from within to to fill to fill your metaphorical cup with the the light in your heart when when your cup is full from your own accord when when you and and this is uh, a lot of people don't um learn this for a a long time in their life Uh, how many people like uh sometimes uh young kids that are engaged or whatever they're, they're like well you know they make me happy, and I'm like pounded my head against a wall, going, "Holy crap, kid! If they're responsible for your happiness, you're in for a one hell of a ride," <laughs> because happiness comes from within us. I mean, it how we feel is an inside job, and then to turn around and and say to another, "Well, um, you make me feel this way, so you're responsible for how I feel." That's a that's setting us up for for trouble, and when we when we recognize that it's up to us, I mean, it, it's not really up to us. It's a mechanism within us. Our feelings come from within us. We really have to own we have to own who we are and, and how we take in life. Don't you think?
1: Yes, we do, and, and also that's, what, that's where the self-esteem books came about because I wanted to teach kids that we come out of the box lovable. We know we're lovable, but somewhere along the way, we think we have to start to prove it and audition right. it instead of just knowing I'm lovable, next. Now, anything I do will be to improve or be better or something else, but it's not to prove I'm lovable. I'm lovable. Everyone's lovable. And if you're with someone who doesn't love you, I guess you should find someone who does. So if you're having a friend who's not treating it, there's other people. There's lots of other people and you will happen upon someone who who is gonna do it treat you in the way you wanna be treated. So so I teach those concepts to kids because I want them to know at a very young age and that's why I started with girls first, because I see so many teens and women auditioning to be loved. Right. they're lovable. You don't have to prove it. You are lovable. You came out of the box that way. You just got rid of, you just got to get rid of all the junk that happened between you and you got. came out of the box. And now, so that you don't, you already know you are lovable. In fact, when I do workshops, I make every kid stand up. And we do the Supergirl stance because I want women to feel empowered. And, and I want them to say, I am lovable. And we do that throughout the whole workshop. And I, those are the three most important words for self-esteem. Because if you remember that, you don't have to prove it. Then you can you can work on something to get better. You can uh, make a change in a job because you want to do something different. You can find your purpose in a different way. But you don't have to do it to prove you're lovable because you already are lovable.
0: Very nice. And and the title of your book, You Are More Than. So I'm looking at your book now and on this page, you are more than the things you have, the family you love, the sports you enjoy. You are more than the friends in your life, the place you live, the way you look. And and you're really anchoring it within themselves. So, So, like I said in the beginning, so often our measuring stick is is an external thing and you are more than your book you are more than is is reminding ourselves that it's what's inside us it's what's inside us that fills our cup
1: yes that is and if you can remember that you're going to have a different kind you'll still have challenges and things will still come up, and you'll still have things you need to learn and master, but you're gonna know you're okay, you're gonna feel okay, and you're gonna be aware of those moments that you can have when you're tuned in to the world around you
0: so if i'm a If I'm a new parent and uh and so many adults struggle with self love themselves and and they're listening to this show and and they have this precious kid the the way the adult i mean our kids watch our behavior our kids watch our choices and and how i mean if you're if you're looking to raise a kid and you've had a tough time and and you might not feel exactly good about yourself how do you how do you transcend the <laughs> your own stuff i mean to, and and your book is doing exactly that but what advice would you give to parents that are i mean' cause single single parents can be um depressed they can be i mean uh, overwhelmed overwhelmed yeah yeah so so how do you how do you give your kids the the sense of self when when you're struggling with it yourself well you
1: know one of the things you can do is to, As you teach, you know sometimes you as you teach you learn, and sometimes we teach what we most (laughs) learn. So, you know, as you do this, boy, and you teach him from the very beginning, you're lovable just the way you are. You've got to change to be lovable. You are lovable. Everyone's lovable. And if you could start with that concept, the more you do that with your kids, the more you learn it for yourself. If you could start with, gee, I'm more than. My job, my salary, the car I drive, the place I live. Gee, there's other things going on here. And if you start to focus on that, your kid starts to focus on that. That's why my book, You Are More Than, is really a book for children of all ages. Because it reminds us of some of the basic things we sometimes forget about
0: and and it it's like you've been saying all along you start the session outside you start the session focusing on on the simple things the butterfly the you know the the flower and we typically don't assign um accomplishment in it, it I, I guess I don't want to say. Well, maybe I should say that we're we're. It could be seen from our uh, society point of view that we're wasting our time if we're just looking at the butterfly, if we're just smelling the flower. We're not getting anything done. And and what you're talking about is there's opportunities all throughout the day to throw away the measuring stick and stop and look and observe and allow um, the, the environment that we're in to give us an opportunity to appreciate something without a measuring stick, without um, assigning a sense of value to it. Is, is that right?
1: Well, and not only that, think about it. When we take those moments, we come back with inspiration, with new energy, with new hope, with another way of looking at something because we gave our mind a little break and looked at something else and reconnected and you have no idea sometimes how the inspiration comes from that. Sometimes just doing something different and having one of those moments you go, oh, and then your brain worked on something else that you needed to do and it does help redirect you because this is not saying, oh, just think of the butterflies all day and don't accomplish anything. It's saying, have a balance in your life and realize our connectedness to each other. Because when you do that, you will be inspired to move forward to what you're here to do.
0: And I, I think there's also the benefit that it gives your, your body uh, a chance to rest, a chance to stand down, so to speak. I mean, so often we've talked about stress, many times on this show stress is so brutal in that it affects every cell in your body and to, to, like you say, create a sense of balance and step out of the metaphorical rat race and just be it, uh, it it wouldn't take much time in that garden for your body to kind of uh, unwind from the hurry, hurry, scurry, scurry, mindset that so often we're kind of thrown in. I like that.
1: Well, and it's so important, and we all just need to be reminded. It's really funny. I I know someone who owns a business in town locally, and they said they keep my book, You Are More Than, by their first aid kit, so that all the people there, if they're having a hard day, can read the book and be reminded.
0: I like that. Well, as adults, I mean like you said, we, we model for our, our kids. And when we, when we take the time and, um, I, I like the idea of, of letting go of the, the rules, like maybe eating ice cream with your fingers or, you know, whatever. I mean, uh, just to, uh, uh, give yourself a break uh, to to let that child mind to let that uh um that that innocent one that that precious one really i mean like i said in the beginning the day we were born we were damn we're so flipping precious and innocent and empty of of worry or fret or agenda or motive or measurement or it's it's uh, it's kind of like going back to those uh, um, those early days when we're just completely present with our environment.
1: And you can get back there. You just have to remember to do it and keep it in perspective with everything else, because out of that comes um, purpose, and inspiration, and joy, and balance.
0: Well, um, you've mentioned purpose several times, and I love purpose. Um, I was quite disconnected from my purpose for several decades, and it took the cosmic two-by-four to wake me up. How, do you, um, what would, how would you describe purpose, uh, somebody's purpose?
1: Well, I, I like to tell the kids to look around and start by being of service. What do you see that, that strikes you as something that's interesting? gee, is there something you could do about it? Is there some way you could look at it differently? When you see a little problem, do you fix it or you walk over it? What, what do you do? And can you start by even knowing that maybe there's, maybe there's something on this planet that's going to be interesting to you where you could go and do it, and, boy, that might just fill your heart with joy. Because some kids don't even have that concept. And if they at least can start with that concept of, oh, what do I like to do now? That's good. And you always want to have that feeling. When you work as an adult, for most of the time, not all the time, because is any job perfect? No. But most of the time that you do it, you want to have that, oh, I feel good when I do this. And you want to have that feeling a lot. And if you have the idea first that it's possible and that they've experienced maybe like a few times in their life when they've done something, oh, that felt good to do that, that that's possible and things come out of that just with the idea. And it's planting a seed for the future.
0: Like you said, there's a there's a good feeling behind it. When I mean, I never saw myself uh, an author. I never never thought I'd have a podcast. For God's sakes, and I I get this uh, inspiration from my heart. Write a book and. A, and like I've said so many times, my ego just sat there and argued with my heart for like six years until I actually wrote a book. But what I'm getting at is is when, when you take the time to recognize your purpose and then you actually um, honor that purpose with your choices and your actions, there's a whole different level of... Uh, a sense of satisfaction, a sense of fulfillment, that your ego alone, I suggest, your ego alone couldn't match that. It, in other words, if if you just uh, – perhaps your ego wanted to be rich and you played the stock market and you ignored your life purpose and um, – versus you slow down, slow down, and listen. And when your heart inspires you and, and the vision of your soul inspires you, and then you honor that with your choices and actions, you live a completely different life. And, and for you to teach that to young kids That, I mean, for me, I didn't know um, how wonderful it could be, this sounds kind of silly, but how wonderful it could be to be me as a podcaster, as an author, and whatnot, and now that I've honored that, damn, I, I... I don't want to ever go back to how I was living life when uh, when I was all in my head and for you to bring that around and and teach kids to recognize a sense of purpose at such an early age. Damn, that's powerful.
1: Well, it's everything.
0: It is everything.
1: And and that's why it's so important and why it is a primer because not only can we teach, we can learn teach ourselves.
0: And your your book is so beautiful too. The the art, the the um, paintings, it's such a, a visually stunning book, very uh, captivating, and and with such a heartfelt message, it's really a delightful book. I really com- commend you on creating such a beautiful thing. Thank you. Well, now it
1: was a joy. I was inspired. It was a joy to write it. It really was.
0: We're back to that joy stuff. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're back to that joy.
0: Joy's a joy's a powerful thing. I think joy is uh, is is joy the wake or the experience or the feeling? Joy is perhaps the feeling of living from your heart. Perhaps. What do you think?
1: I think it's one of the components, that's for sure. Very important to have.
0: So what kind of uh, um, advice would you give to young parents? I mean, you've worked with children for um, such a a long time. What kind of advice can you give to uh, new parents? as far as perhaps how to see their children or, or, you know, how to approach this idea of raising kids? Because cause as a new parent, it, it's been said many times, when you start off being a parent, you have no experience, and then by the time you do have experience, you're done being parents. <laughs> what would you tell young, young parents as far as, Uh, How to look at their children. Well,
1: firstly, I would say don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to get a book because remember, sometimes we parent the way we were parented, and sometimes that's not the best. So be open to learning. Watch someone else who does it well so you can copy them. Make sure that you are working on yourself all the time. Um, so that you are working on your self-esteem, you're monitoring your self-esteem, you're monitoring your connection to yourself and others in the planet, and and you are doing some of those things so that you teach them to just naturally do those things. And make sure and ask for help. Have a village to help you raise your kid. We all need a village.
0: Very nice. Well, uh, Can you tell us about your books now? Tell us about the books that you've written, where you you can find them. And if you're still working with people, if you work with them online or if you work with them in person, um, let the audience know how they can connect with your services, please. Sure.
1: Well, my book, You Are More Than a Primer for Finding Light in Your Heart. Is available both at Barnes and & Nobles and on Amazon.com. And Amazon.com has all my other books as well, The Whole Heart for Girls, Whole Heart for Young Women, and Whole Heart for Boys. Those books are available on Amazon.com. And my Fairy Godmother series, Fairy Godmother Next Door, Fairy Godmother Babysits, and the Fairy Godmother Helps the Monarchs, also available on Amazon.com. So you can get everything there. And as far as my services, most of my services come by working through the family law court. So, um, if, you know, it's through referral. So I don't really do things like just online therapy. I just do things directly with people through, through family law court. Um, but I do do, upon occasion, some for small groups of people, some workshops on self-esteem, which I so enjoy doing as, as one of the nice That's one of my ways of being of service. Um, So that's all through my website, DrAmyStark.com. So that's everything.
0: Well, I like that. Um, So do you have any closing thoughts for our audience? I think it's important
1: a couple things. Firstly, to remember to go outside, to take some breaths, to look around, To look for moments to connect to people, to stop and think, you know, what is my purpose? Where am I going? Why is this important? Am I feeling this joy? Am I allowing myself to feel joy throughout the day when things go well and when I realize that was a good experience for me? Can you remember about your self-esteem that we are all lovable? You don't got to prove it. You don't got to do anything. You just are lovable. And can you accept that in yourself? And out of that can come lots of wonderful opportunities for you as well. And that also helps you open up your heart when you feel lovable and whole and you know you are worthy of it. You don't got to prove it. You can do things to get better at what you do, but you don't have to do it to be loved. And then always remember to find the joy, the joy in every moment. Look around what makes you happy and what can you be grateful for. Because the more we're grateful for what we what we have and where we are in life, the more opportunities naturally come to
0: us. Beautiful. Very nice. Well, Amy, I want to thank you for being our guest tonight. I've really enjoyed this show.
1: As have I. So thank you for having me on.
0: We've been talking with uh Amy Stark, and the topic tonight is uh, the title of her latest book. You are more than. What a what a fun episode! I I liked how life purpose came up, your purpose, and I suggest that a lot of times our our own life purpose changes when the collective trajectory, when the collective narrative changes, I suggest many people on the planet will have their life purpose, take a new direction, take a new tangent, because the, the normal of 2019, I mean, that cart kind of pretty much tipped over and society, we're, we're really, there's a tug of war, so to speak, for what the new normal will be, what the new um, narrative, the, the new trajectory for humanity will be. And if we just stay in in our old brains, in our old mindsets, in our old narratives, we're not going to create that much different of a world in it It's really the the heart of humanity, I would suggest is looking for a more authentic story. The heart of humanity is looking for a a more nurturing idea of what um the collective is about. Our hearts are looking for an idea of what humanity can create and and what amy shared tonight our purpose connecting being present living in joy these are these are very very powerful ideas the i don't think joy was front and center in the collective consciousness in 2019 I think I don't think life purpose had a front and center seat in the collective consciousness. The and certainly living from our hearts has has not been a, a front and center um, focus of the collective consciousness in the past. So we're we're voting on our future today and today and today and now and now and now by what we put our attention on. Whatever we put our attention on expands. So when we get clear about what we want, what do you want? What do you want? If you were to daydream five, 10 years down the road, and you imagine walking out your front door into the collective consciousness, what kind of a world would you like to live in? What would it be like to go to the the market? What would it be like to go to uh, um, like sports venues or where we gather as a community? What would, what would you want that to look like? How would you want it to feel? We can't create something by not being aware of it. It, it. When we take the time to daydream, when we take the time to envision what kind of a world we want to live in. I mean, how, how many, cultures have community gatherings, where the community would gather in, in a social setting. I'm not talking so much about um, these, these days, because 2020 sent us all to our respective homes, but, metaphorically, but some cultures have a sense of community where the community gathers maybe it's once a week or maybe it's every night or whatever there's a sense of community if we if we can't feel connected to the human race that we're part of if we don't have an opportunity to connect to to others and share our our joy, to share our inspiration, to share our hopes and dreams. I mean, to me, those are some of the fundamental building blocks of what a, a new dynamic would look like, what a new narrative would look like, where we kind of break break apart the 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 old idea of measuring stick uh you know what what do you do for your job how much money do you make where's your house well, what neighborhood do you live in where it's all a measuring stick and we we break all the measuring sticks up and have a bonfire at the center of town and roast marshmallows and make s'mores and laugh and dance and sing it, i suggest I suggest that humanity is at such a pivot point now. We have an opportunity um, with normal having crashed and burned, so to speak. We're, we're in the Phoenix rising in that we can dream a whole new dream and, and really create it. We, can, we have the opportunity to create We have the opportunity to create anything we can imagine, anything we can embody. How how cool is that? We're looking at the transformation of a planet, the transformation of humanity on a planet. And here, here you are. Here you are. Your soul saw this whole dynamic coming, and here you are. What's your part? What's your piece of the puzzle? Where does your passions lie? What gets you excited? What brings you a sense of joy when you engage that? I suggest if you take the time to get clear about that, your life purpose can bring you an immense sense of joy, an immense sense of of, uh, fulfillment in this lifetime always a pleasure. Thank you for joining us tonight. Until next time. You've been listening to a New Human Living broadcast. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Let me ask you a question. How many times during today, this day, has your heart and soul had direct communication with you? Are egos left unchecked will easily consume all of our thoughts and consciousness as we go throughout the day, where we really are living an ego-led life. But our ego cannot even comprehend the vision our soul has for us. If you want to increase your personal power, make space throughout your day for your heart and soul to inspire you. Citizen King, The New Age of Power, is a book I wrote just for that. I want to thank you for joining us tonight. I appreciate it. Until next time, thanks for listening.